0: Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. Welcome ah. to Food for Thought. We back! A podcast <laughs> gab fest where <laughs> in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, yeah. identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like mm. to read. Food for Thought. You're reading Rainbow could never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Tommy Teeb's Pete Poet, an editor, and you can call me a bench as long as you call me a bitch who can sing. <laughs> oh my
2: God! Jeez, every time. I'm Fran, a writer, editor, and since the last time you guys saw me, Nick Jonas has read one of my tweets and offered to choke me with his lies. Uh-huh. <laughs> did he?
3: Did he offer, or was he, he a technically offered? <laughs> he
4: said, "Okay, we'll put it in the newsletter." Um, I'm Joseph Osmondson, a scientist, nonfiction yeah. writer, chronic oversharer, and I can now poop without. Crying. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Okay. Oh You're my god! Kicked off the I, yeah, I
3: can't. It's not... I can't. And I'm Dennis Norris II, and I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I'm a former figure skater, and I'm the next Simone Biles. Oh are you, my god! Are you though? Whole... Oh. I am.
4: I am. All Let right, her fake have news. What she wants uh joe would you tell us what's on the menu this week absolutely this week you guys we decide who's the pitcher and who's the catcher we tell you how to become a super thought and we let you know that we ain't flying coach no more Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) so here at food for thought we believe that identity is fluid And that reductive binaries like top and bottom are just tired labels created to Mm -hmm. reduce us to our sex. However, sometimes sexual labels are funny as hell. In this game called Top Secret, I will name some iconic duos from pop culture or otherwise, and y'all will tell me who's the top. Are y'all ready?
4: Yes. We are. I can't wait. We'll start
2: out with some easy ones.
0: Beyonce and Jay-Z. Beyonce. Um, I would, you know, I, I think they're verse. I was
4: just going to say they are definitely. <laughs> I think definitely, they're verse as well. They're definitely verse, But there's pegging happening there's, in that relationship. For oh, sure. Ab- for sure. Jay-Z has Absolutely. been
2: pegged by a many. I I, not just Beyonce. Like She's you. been fisted, girl. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay.
4: Uh,
2: <laughs> Ellen and
0: Portia de Rossi
4: hmm I actually would oh. say Ellen is the bottom
0: I think so too I yeah. think I think Portia is like a uh, mommy top yeah quiet mommy top mommy blogger top <laughs> uh,
4: Dennis what do you think
0: I agree I think
3: that Portia is a massive top wow
4: mm-hmm. I because do she's like, I uh, do this is
0: teams she's like speak softly and carry a big stick you know is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. exactly I love how
4: we're already breaking down this sort of femme butch top bottom that's thing that's exactly yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. so um <laughs> Batman and Robin <laughs> And it they're be... both bottoms. <laughs>
4: I
1: think
2: it's Come like it might be, I think it's a non-penetrative relationship. Double ended double. double I was gonna
3: say double-ended double dildo because though. they get on the bed <laughs> and they assume the exact
0: same position. Okay, but like There's and they the get air. they get themselves where they need to be. Okay, okay but With some co- controversial. <laughs> this is teams is. Robin a minor, because... Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 he's no, not, he's not, he's, oh, not, he's goodness, not,
3: goodness, goodness. He's sad. Thing. Robin a was thing. a minor when they got going. It was a oh, very Celia and Angelil situation.
4: <laughs> we here at oh, Food Thought do not, not condone. Oh, my God. Statutory <laughs> statue. Next Change one,
2: Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. Oh, <laughs> wow. Michelle is definitely the top. I think, I think two they're tops. Top. I think huh. two tops. I think they're
4: two tops as But then as who, well. who did they yeah. bottom?
2: America. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> think, Republicans. I think done. <laughs> I think Barack is... A quiet top. Uh, And then Michelle is Is like the louder dom top. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's like, shut the fuck
0: up. Put your (laughs) face. Michelle's like, put your face in the motherfucking pillow. I don't want to hear peep from you. Yeah. Yeah. Take it right now.
2: (laughs) There's some bondage involved. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad we all understand this. (laughs) Okay, so we have Herman Melville and Nathaniel Hawthorne. I'm gonna say Moby Dick is the top. You, oh. interesting. See, I, <laughs> I also I, I, I agree. I think Herman is the top, but I think that he uses a strap on.
4: Who's he
0: named want... Herman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's named that Herman? Is a,
4: a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now naming my first child Herman, just despite you teams. Thank you.
0: It's good yeah, life um, choice. I like taking credit for things.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Nathaniel's the top. Oh, because I like that book better. It, <laughs> is that, it, <laughs> that is that. the most Dennis I, answer. No, De- <laughs> Dennis is supposed to be the
4: one who's like, "I only like bottoms." I like, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, against bottom shaming, bottoms are the best. True.
3: I'm totally against bottom shaming, but I want to be topped by tops, oh and I God. like that better.
4: I, I want to be topped by tops is the name of your autobiography. Dennis. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> the name of your band. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> Salt and pepper
0: Not the hip hop trio But the seasoning Oh
4: <laughs> Oh
0: um, Pepper uh, I, I would You know I, I kind of want to say Pepper is the top But again I think maybe uh. salt Is like a quiet top yes. yeah, Because it's yeah, like in everything Salt is in
4: Salt gets in And the thing is When pepper gets in everything It still stays separate You know You can still see A fleck of pepper But the salt Sort of melts into it Which is very toppy to me
0: And it's also a preservative And I feel like that's it's, <laughs> so, it's Dick uh, like giving you life you know Yeah, it's mean? giving you it's life Keeping, yes. It's keeping
3: you alive. I don't know. I sort of feel like pepper is the pepper thinks it's the top,
4: but salt is actually the top, yes. and salt yes. is a little resentful every time salt has to bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean also all of my relationships ever. <laughs> that's true. That's there we go. True. <laughs> Are you the I, salt then? I'm the
2: pepper. You're the pe- <laughs> pepper. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. I am the pepper. <laughs> God <you. laughs> And next we have. Zadie Smith's Swing Time and Zadie Smith's On Beauty. Oh my god.
3: My uh, favorite two Zadie novels the, ever. It,
2: in that they're the only two you've read, bitch. Uh, <laughs>
3: true. And, and, like, where's the lie? I I have, no sh- I have no shame. That's true. Swing time is the top because I feel like it just like hit the scene and mm. like ran. But and mm. On Beauty was beautiful, but on On Beauty was this sort of elegant, thoughtful meandering fan. oh my god no, and that's
4: how I
2: think of that's how I think of I agree with Dennis, they, for the they,
4: they both bottom for NW oh
2: my god that's, oh, that's the, very important okay the, the, there we go mm-hmm. um, we have Hanya Yanagihara's A Little Life and all the white gays that read it Uh, just epic bottom it is a
4: sea of bottoms. <laughs> yes. it's like when you go into a sex party and you just see a wall of bottoms <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there ready to take any MVP. dick like it is we just, all that do. Is, just like that on random Saturday movies at a sex party just put your butt out yep. up, ready, ready to, go. to take yes.
3: it a little life face down tops.
4: ass up just like michelle said it, it, tops, no no it, it d- tops no one No, that... a
2: little life i feel like tops all those queens oh no i don't
4: think so really i think it also is a bottom because
3: it's like what? a gaping
4: <laughs> hole but it is a gaping <laughs> hole yes. who is it who is it yes. getting topped by is my question da- I, I, I think n- I, nobody maybe it but is it it is i will say this because it it's such a, a sad, big lonely bottom it is yeah no, it is a big dick bottom it is definitely a big dick bottom. It I has, think that's it fair. Has, it has heft, a lot of girth.
2: It has heft to it. Um, <laughs> again, without shaming either position, our podcast and the Nancy podcast. Oh <laughs> no!
4: Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh friend,
0: I hate you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would just say fraudage. <laughs>
4: Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Frotage. Frotage. We love them. They love us. It's like a perfect match made in heaven. Yeah.
2: And we have Dennis's Android and Joe's iPhone 4 that hasn't been updated since 2015. <laughs> They're both trash. Wow. They're both asexual. Grinder does not <laughs> load on either
4: of the phones. <laughs> um,
3: Grinder loads on my phone just fine. Thank you. Um, Which is why we can only get in I touch with you it. by
4: Grinder because text messages don't go through to your dumbass phone. No. Oh and my god.
3: Um that's true. they come they just don't come in order. <laughs> they keep it surprising. It's like a, a scavenger hunt. I Heinz. like
4: how your phone is basically everything but a phone. <laughs> that
3: is true. It really is. That is
4: true. <laughs> I am a millennial. It's
2: 2017. You I don't use it as a phone. How old are you? How old are you? Look, did, did you know not. these phones can tell time? <laughs> <laughs> Podcast rules. No one is allowed to say I'm a millennial anymore. Agreed. Ever ever. <laughs> We'll see about that. <laughs> and we have, who's atop top? Joe and the Capitalist Establishment.
3: Oh, the capitalist establishment! Top every time, yeah. Joe, yeah.
4: Just, against,
0: Joe, be trying it against my will, against my will. Just it's a it's jackhammering away. But
4: like, but like, it's not a fun. It's it's just bloody. It's just messy oh, down there. Oh God! It's just like it I comes. Am not it just keeps going. Enjoy, it keeps going. I do I probably on. don't have health insurance because of the capitalist establishment. Like, it's not a pretty picture, which
3: is a shame because maybe you
2: need like a little rejuvenation surgery to get yourself she in does. shape again. She does need yep. a little rejuvenation surgery down there. Um. We have Joe and a loving monogamous life partner who has made him choose one position for the rest of his life. And I want everyone else to answer before, Joe. okay. Um, uh, who's at top in this situation? <laughs> I mean I, I feel like, oh my
3: um, God, the. Ro- <clears throat> Oh, the relationship is clearly the top. Oh, there you go. Oh, the relationship I is would. the top. The relationship Joey's... has the power. <laughs> that okay. is so insightful. Get I, and I say this with no shade. I love you, Joe. That so makes much. You sound so healthy. The relationship has the power. <laughs> that makes me um, sound so healthy. You. That's your reaction, yeah. and I think that's that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but but anyway. More about that later. The Joe? relationship is the
4: top. I would be the
2: bottom. There we go. <laughs> the <verdict. laughs> Wrapping up here. Fran and Joe. <laughs>
4: Okay, okay. (laughs) Full disclosure, we've been having some fights over email.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not fights. They're
4: they're quarrels. Clearly,
0: like, them swords is crossed, so it's both tops. Yeah. Oh. Them swords. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Them swords is Yeah. And the podcast is the bottom. Sorry, that was Rez
0: Vernacular for all of you.
2: (laughs) And for our last one, who's the top, Dennis and an edgeless, shapeless, inanimate object with no protrusions and only orifices?
4: <laughs> that thing ends up inside of his butt. <laughs> the entire thing, the entire Somehow. thing goes in Dennis's yeah. butt.
3: That's not even like a it's, question
4: it's it's probably, or a debate. It, is, it like, is a goop egg, and it is in him right now. Stop
0: it with <laughs> the fucking visuals! Oh my god, I was
3: ta- I was taking that two hours ago. What are you talking? Yeah, the goop
2: egg healing
0: pussy. <laughs> It is in Dennis right now. <laughs>
3: Extreme bottom pride, always and forever. The receptive partner is God, and there we have it. Like I, I don't know what to say. I I'm just, done.
4: I, I quit the podcast. Well, oh, and, I'm
0: done. On let's hard pivot. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for playing. For our next segment, we're going to get into our thought. Life hack? Yes, help which us help you. I'm not sure Dennis knows what a life hack is, but fair. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, Let's. I, I want to hear from. Uh, let's let's go to, to Fran first. What are some of your life hacks? I'm going to introduce you
2: guys to the way to ignore an email effectively. Ooh, yeah. so, You've done this to me. Uh, I have. That's true. <laughs> wait, wait, have I really? Yeah. When was the last time I ignored your email, bro? As, as,
4: as Fran editor. Fran editor has, oh. I think, ignored an email. Oh, but
2: I re- emailed you eventually. Yes, you did. Uh, yes, <clears throat> so, as an editor, uh, I do have to ignore a lot of emails or I have to stave off emails. And uh, sometimes, you know, I try to... I am not at the level on which I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails a day in which I literally cannot answer them. I do try and figure out how I can answer them without actually having to address or do any work for it. (laughs) So I think that if someone is reaching out to you, let's say another nice young homosexual who says, oh, my God, I really admire your work. Like, I super love everything you do. I want to learn how to be you. Can I – get coffee with you and pick your brain sometime, which Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a really complimentary thing. However, I am someone of the mindset who does not feel obliged and does not feel like he owes any time to anyone else just because they are not an asshole. Talk about that
3: access. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just because they're not an asshole. So anyways, I think that the best way to say something to that person is to be like, Hey, thank you so much for your time. I super appreciate it. I'm super in flux right now. I'm super busy. If you can email me back in about a month or in three weeks or whatever and follow up, uh, maybe we can talk again. And um, more often than not, the person does not follow, does up, not follow up within mm-hmm. a week, month. And then it but puts the it pe- on them. And the people mm-hmm. who do in that in that sense, I believe, are more worthy of my time and energy. Mm-hmm. You are a better sense. person
0: than me because this Tommy. is teebs I just don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy does not respond. <laughs> Exactly. What are some yeah. of your life hacks, Joe? Um, you uh,
4: did you guys know that you can indeed take poppers on a plane? I very didn't know important. that you could no. not. I didn't know that you couldn't. I guess, yeah. Very important. You just have to put it in your liquids bag, right? Well, because no, it's such just, a small, yeah, it's container. a small thing. I just put it in my bag and I'm good to go. I can take poppers. Well, It's anywhere less than three ounces, right? But I will also one of my other life hacks is that if you're traveling to Europe, you should get poppers there because the chemistry is different and it's legal to have real ammo. Nitrites there, and so the poppers in Europe are better. Okay, life hack number two. Ooh, and when yeah, you say that. better,
0: what, what does it do to your body that these pop these 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 it's little just, poppers in, in the United States don't it's do? It's just a
4: different high, it's just a better like it's actually the, the old school, they outlawed it in the United States in like 2007, 2006, maybe. Homophobia, yeah, homophobia, mm-hmm. yeah, people hate
0: gay sex. What about you, Teeps? Mm. Um, well, I have one which is like how to get a date to pay for dinner and drinks. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> this is my af- I'm, I'm just sharing this the out don't you know spread it around the internet or nothing like that and i'm sorry anybody who wants to take me out you're gonna pay <laughs> 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 um, but uh what i do is first of all i'm a sparkling conversationalist <laughs> 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 um and when the check comes i just make sure to pull my wallet out second So like i watch them do it and then like and then I wait for them to pull out their credit card or their money or whatever. And then I go, oh, 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 oh. And then I pull mine out. And they're like, no, no, I got it. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like You make a gesture towards. Yes. Yeah, so we both we have both assumed that, that that person is going to pay. Mm-hmm. And then by, assume, by, by then having this other assumption that I'm going to contribute is suddenly an affront to the situation. And then they just leave their credit card on the table right, and they right, sign right, on the right. dotted line. I mean, Dennis,
4: do you have any? That's beautiful.
3: So I've discovered this new app called Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you. And it takes nice. you around. No. Um. Yeah.
0: No. I don't know. I I Google. I don't know. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to hold her hand out for cabs no more because she's on that Lyft life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good life. This it's, is. A, I did Lyft here
4: today. Uh, this is Joe again. The train is terrible. Um. Did you know that if you get some brown spots on some white sneakers that poppers will take those all right. Oh, off oh my skin. God. What can okay, poppers that's do? It, <laughs> that's amazing. That's uh-huh.
2: uh-huh. That is incredible. Poppers are also an amazing illuminator for your skin <laughs> and <behavior. laughs> No, don't put it on your skin. Don't. It can't. It
4: can. It can. I've worn this accidentally. Poppers also do act as hair removal devices, but what? I would not recommend it. I would not uh, recommend it. Keep poppers horrible. generally Didn't they start away off as like they would skin. clean
0: VHS tapes? That's, I mean, yeah. that's what
4: they're sold as, but I, I've never tried to use them. I can't Cannot tell you as a life hack that you should use poppers to clean your VHS tapes, but they are advertised. <laughs> um, as Such. I will also say, if you're into using poppers, if you take it and put it in a little plastic bag with a paper towel in the plastic bag, it as a nice way to keep the popper super fresh and accessible during wow. your popper use evening.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, and then you can use the paper towel over your face like a rag in chloroform. Exactly. Or? I
4: mean, that's what people do. They just kind of open the bag and like hold the paper towel up to there. Y'all are their fiends. I'm just saying, poppers are multifaceted.
2: I have one more that is the opposite of the first life hack that I gave you. Uh, <laughs> there is an app called Mixmax that tells you when other people have read your email. I love it you
4: told me about it and yeah. I downloaded it it's amazing no. it's, it's amazing so Fuck. it's amazing
2: similar to what Tommy said don't go spreading this around but Mixmax is a free Gmail plugin that you can put in and it tells you what <clears> time <throat> someone opened your email uh-uh. how yep. many times uh-uh. they opened your yep. email it is also just an amazing organizational um, how many times
0: they open your yes. email how many times you, they open
2: it, it up it so tells I know you how many much. times the editor has gone back and looked at it four or five times. It tells me if they clicked on a link. Yep. It tells me if they downloaded an attachment. But yep. what
0: about privacy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like read receipts you can't turn off. I <laughs> yes. uh, and on it's a crazy. Uh, uh,
2: in addition to that, it is just an amazing organizational tool. Like you can send um, emails later. So I like love that. if you're yeah. it's if you're like one a.m. and you don't want to seem like a crazy person send an email, you just schedule it for six a.m. in the morning so people thought that you were awake at six a.m. But also, oh, um,
4: yeah. you know, there are times of the day where editors are more likely to answer your emails, right. so you mm-hmm. can set it for, like, Tuesday at 2. Right, don't best best yeah, don't yeah, send yeah. It, it on a Friday. Don't send it on a Friday. Don't send it after 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... you
2: can schedule follow-ups. You can, like, put in, like, uh, scheduling things. And, oh, it's amazing.
4: It actually de-stresses the email process because instead of, like, you just, the email goes off into the ether when you're not thinking about it. And then mm-hmm. you're not sitting there clicking refresh, refresh,
2: Especially refresh. as a writer, it's a great way yeah. to get into factory mode and to just crank it out on, like, five different exactly. things. Exactly. You know?
4: I have also one more. Oh, of course. Do you guys know that the best food to eat before bottoming as a snack? Jalapeno poppers. Oh my God. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) Explain. Fake
2: Fake news. Fake
0: news. Fake news. That's it. That's it for me. I'm I'm done. I quit the podcast. It's got to go. Speaking of de-stressors, my final life hack – hi, this is Tommy. My final life hack had to do with me getting over my insomnia, which I suffer from uh, bigly. (laughs) (laughs) You also quit the podcast. (laughs) And I'm out. Oh, my Um, God. The the thing that helped cure – and I wouldn't say cure because it's still there, but uh, that helped me with my insomnia is this amazing you know, legal – completely legal pacific northwest weed
1: <laughs> so
0: the first time i went to seattle i walked into a shop with a friend of mine and as a dispensary and they just hand you a menu and they say how do you want to feel and i was like Ugh. this is the promised Ugh. land <laughs> um and i got this tincture that was like two parts cbd to thc and it just like i had assumed uh that sleep was a place of battle constantly That's right. So That's it right. wasn't mm. a place of relaxation, and it's like what 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 the what the tincture did was it helped me reassociate sleep as a place of relaxation. Yes. Mm. Okay. Teves actually has one more. Teves, the wi- wind is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I constantly um, rediscover that whenever I'm high, <laughs> just, and also butter on bread, so good. He text he literally <laughs> texts the
4: group chat. it <laughs> just texted the group chat. You guys, the wind, it's amazing. Teebs, <laughs> <laughs> are you high? Ice water also is a good. Also butter on bread is the best invention of
2: all time <laughs> Thank, True. thank True. you Alex our producer who is also an enjoyer of wind <laughs> all right amazing
4: it's
0: time to move on. Uh- now it's time for the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T, and today we're talking about the upgrade, the glow, the come up, I mean, silk line blazers, diamond cream facials, VBS company, six star pants, sweet baby, let me upgrade you. But oh my God. For mm. reals, we're in a new season replete with the next level trappings that spring from our partnership with Into, a digital magazine for queer news and culture. Yes. We got a new budget, we got a new reach, and now we're weekly. So, what do we mean when we say upgrade you? Hmm? I'm talking about going from making zines and self-publishing to book deals, intern to editor-in-chief, web series like Broad City and Brown Girls to genuine prestige HBO and secure level shit, mixtape to record contracts. The upgrade is deeply embedded in the quote-unquote American dream. The hustle is real, but Mm -hmm. the hustle is also fraught, and it made me wonder... Is there a difference, an honesty, to making something for yourself and your friends Mm -hmm. in obscurity? Mm -hmm. And is that something you lose when you make it popular or for popular consumption? Is there a purity to making something for the sake of making it that you lose in the light of exposure? And is that just necessary? is that an adult-ass trade-off of purity for opportunity in late-stage capitalism. We're talking about quote-unquote authenticity, quote-unquote sincerity, amongst quote-unquote exposure, and quote-unquote popularity. Does an awareness of what you're doing murk it up? Mm -hmm. Or does it give you direction and opportunity? Both or neither? Can something be both pure and popular? Mm. Dennis's booty would like to argue yes, but I digress. (laughs) So bef- before I before I open it up to the the general council of thoughts, I have a softball and a hardball for y'all. So question the first. What is your favorite part of Upgrade You by Beyonce? Video or song?
2: Uh, definitely the video. video. I mean it's like, it's so fantastic. I mean, the song itself can I've played in the gym like every single day for like yeah. years and years and years. Oh yeah. But the music video, she has like diamonds in her teeth oh, and perfect. like uh, coming out yeah. of like the pool of like gold and oh my god and it's you just perfect. know so there is a diamond in
3: her vajayjay like it's just there <laughs> all it's- yeah. is that the all today's time.
0: show? It's i've had a couple of uh this is tommy i've had a couple of opportunities to like perform and sometimes they'll do like uh they'll ask for a walk-up music mm-hmm. like you're walking up to the mound or whatever so you go to the stage of the podium and it's always the first part of upgrade you <laughs> because it's like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. and so <clears throat> uh uh, kind of a hardball I'd like to throw at y'all oh is what are your thoughts on exposure Ooh. and mm-hmm. like the upgrading that
2: comes with that? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of feelings on, w- I mean, we all come from places that are, that feel less than where we are now in New York city. And I, I do have a lot of feelings mm. about where, when I, when I moved to New York, I feel like I, left behind a big chunk of myself that is no longer who I am today. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily me being dishonest. That was me being like, hey, there's this whole section of insecurities and other other shit that I don't want to associate with myself anymore. And I'm not going to bring that with me to New York City.
0: This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance.
3: If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote.
1: It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards healthcare and start moving your health forward. Visit goforward.com today to learn more. That's goforward.com. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, You can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu.
0: Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless.
3: I'm Nina Turner, hell raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The consequence of that, I think, came... I think what came with that is that the people that I used to know in that place no longer have as much in common with me. Of course, right. And so losing those relationships is like one of the hardest things that's, Agreed been a part of my moving to new york jenny zhang has this super beautiful quote um in talking about her being a parent of immigrants and she says for me knowing that part of them loving me is accepting that they've released me to be someone that they can understand yeah mm-hmm. so oh, that was from lo- her um uh another round yeah <laughs> interview mm-hmm. yes and it was i think that is like kind of how I think about those relationships. I've moved on to be something that they can't understand. But, but do you feel like, I, and <clears throat> part of what
4: I have a little trouble with this, I mean, I think we're all from places where sort of the work we're doing now and who we are now is like difficult to translate back into our, our home geography. I think I talked about this last season, though, that when I wrote a really literary piece about my hometown, people back home freaking loved it. I mean, it like went viral in my hometown of like a thousand people in a way that I was totally blown away by. Wow. So I felt like the act of translating what I'm doing now back to folk back home. If, if I do shit that they care about, they absolutely, we speak the same language still in a way. So I, I wonder sometimes about this notion of like upgrading and how that diminishes sort of the, the places that we came from. Mm. Like I don't necessarily feel mm. like New York is better than the place I came from or I'm better than the people who made a life back home. I actually wonder if I might be you know, happier in certain ways if I had stayed back home and had kids and like literally lived on a farm like a lot of the people I grew up with. Mm. Mm. I have I, I have similar questions and similar attentions to that.
3: I mean, there were no farms where I in, in my like growing up, so it's not that or like necessarily staying there and getting married and having kids. but I think about this um, this question a lot, and it's interesting because I remember that when I was in college and when I was like in graduate school, both of those times, I really felt like I had moved forward and right. that I had kind of stepped away from my roots in some ways. And there are friends who I was less in contact with, like, close friends from, like, high school, for example, who I was less in contact with. And it's interesting because now that we're, like, I'm about 10 years out of college, um, and I've lived, you know, five years in this city, um, done graduate school, I've lived in Philadelphia, and I have this life that, that looks to some people and feels very sort of cosmopolitan and feels very New York, Mm -hmm. um, I look back on some of those friendships and some of those friendships are friendships that have come back to me or that have like grown stronger and it's actually helped me to think less of this difference as being a hierarchical difference right. and more as just being different, some different choices. And I do often think about if if in certain ways I would be happier in Cleveland as well. And again, it's not like farm country. It's like I grew up in this very artsy place. There's mm-hmm. like lots of fabulous things about that area. It's a real big food town now, which is interesting. Huh? But um, with Michael Simon, the chef. But anyway, I think about this a lot and I, I hesitate to sort
0: of... Yeah make a hierarchical difference there. Te- Tebbs? Exposure to me, what I was thinking about was how when you, we, we all, you know, we write things, we put them out there, we publish them. I thought a lot about how when you write something and you put it out into the world, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's It only really belongs to you <laughs> when it isn't popular, when it is in obscurity. That's the only time well, you actually, can when, claim you're, it. when you're creating it, when yeah. it's still an active document in that way. Yeah. And so when you, mm-hmm. when something goes out into the world and it's not yours anymore, I can't help but feel a little almost postpartum about it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I was curious if you guys felt that way after you published something.
2: Yeah. I never feel that way. I'm always so happy when it's done and released. Like, and I also just, like, Mm -hmm. I, I, we've talked about this before, but I can't, I could never write and then never show it to anybody. Mm -hmm. There's nothing super sacred about the work that I create unless I have something to share. It's the same way when I, like, cook and bake. It's just, like, I can't, I'm going to have better... I'm going to have an an easier time doing the act if I'm making it for other people. I'm
4: going to... It's communal. I feel
3: feel similarly. That's very much how I think about writing. I think of it as an act of love and an act of generosity for someone else because I think, um, like as a writer, I think a lot about what I have received as a reader and what different Mm. works and different authors and their words Mm. have meant to me and how they've saved my life at different moments. And so... um, I, I do sort of agree with you, Tommy, in that I think there is a certain purity in it when it's just yours, when it's private. That's like, I mean, for example, when I think about my novel, that's why it's taken me as long as it has. And that's why I'm super protective about who I show it to and when I show it to them and that sort of thing. Um, and I try to only put out work when I feel like it's really ready to be there. But I'm doing it to put it out so that it serves another person in some way that it hope that, that other work has served me. And-
2: a question that I would have, which I really don't know the answer to, is what is the value in the purity before mm. it's released? Like, what, what to you guys is the thing that makes it worth holding on to. I would say, I mean, for me, it's, it's just about, this is
4: Joe, just about the the process of writing, like putting something out into the world. Part of the postpartum thing for me is that I don't get to work on it anymore. And it's Mm. like, no, no peace of mind is ever perfect. So it's like, I'm a math nerd, right? So it's like approaching a limit and Mm -hmm. that limit might be perfection. As long as it's in my computer and not in the world, I can keep working on it and getting it closer and closer to that place that I would really love it to be in. And then when I put out into the world, it is it's it is a loss to me that I don't get to, and of course I could keep working on it, right? <clears throat> and with certain pieces, certain essays that I've like turned into books or whatever, I do keep working on them, mm. but I definitely feel um, both a catharsis and a sense of loss as I put it out into the world.
0: I oh my god, see, I'm mm-hmm. I'm so conflicted about this because. First of all, this is Tommy. First of all, like I kind of came up in punk and like making zines, and so I've just been like, uh, I, right, I've been right, inured right, right. to the idea that you just constantly produce things and put them out into the world, and you don't have a reaction to them. So right. I would make zines and I would leave them at coffee shops, and I would leave them at the laundromats, and I would leave them at yeah, and I would leave them at like restaurants and bars and shit like that, and I would never hear back from anybody yeah. who would who would pick it up. And that was like pretty much what I did for the entirety of my twenties, but like now and like IRL kind of is a fuck you. Like mm-hmm.
4: IRL sometimes is like a fuck you to the reader. It's a it's a punk book in that way where it asks a lot to be entered into.
0: Yeah, and, and but now I just I I write so much and I'm just constantly pushing stuff out there because I find exposure to be mortifying. Hmm. Like and the more exposed I get, the less Approachable, I want to be in a certain sense. Like I don't have social media anymore because, like, Mm -hmm. I just I don't want to be accessible. There's something about the accessibility. Really, I was thinking about it in therapy. Thanks, (laughs) thank you, Doctor John. Um, (laughs) But I was thinking about exposure because, like, so I'm from an Indian reservation and I'm from a group of people whose survival was dependent on their invisibility. Mm -hmm, There are a ton mm -hmm, of people mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. Kumeyaay Nation mm -hmm. who aren't here anymore because they lived on the coast or they lived in more accessible areas. The the tribe that I come from were in the inland. It doesn't rain very much much. There's no big game. There's no arable land. So it wasn't really, um, it, it wasn't, uh, a conqueror, <laughs> the conquering, uh, people didn't really have that much, uh, invested in the interior of gain, California. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in order to escape, um, subjugation slavery and death right we just right, had to right. stay in the crevices of the mountains in mm. the interior of california mm. so like in a way like being seen There's i feel cost. that mm-hmm. yeah like generationally right. almost so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I, that's why i get uncomfortable you might not know it but i get i'm super uncomfortable on stage right mm. what just like because <laughs> right. then they're just like a room with people why looking teams. at me that's, that's, yeah, why that's why you
3: maybe why you adopt such a <clears throat> fabulous and brilliant and well done persona
0: other, it's like it's a schism and i think in ident- in my identity yeah. yeah where one thing kind of takes over because like tommy can't. pico is not a- able not. to uh, like yeah. tommy
2: can't come to the phone right now <laughs> <laughs> she's dead <laughs> <laughs> um i am the same way tommy i definitely have when i'm in situations in a situation that calls for me to be something a lot more than what i am i do have to turn a switch on in my brain that's just like Fran is dead mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. I have to be this other person yeah. Yeah. that's really that sounds really gruesome it's not that horrific I like don't kill myself like on a regular basis <laughs> right, right. Um, but I do mean Haters, like, you can kill yourself <laughs> um, but I do feel like I am constantly rising above or what's that stupid Cary Grant quote where he's like they were like oh did you ever have that uh, did you ever try to be famous did you have, something about fame or something uh, and he says know. like He says something to the effect of like, well, I kind of pretended to be the person that I wanted to be until I was that person, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of how I view my coming into my own here in New York. There is also Mm. there's also a cost in
4: terms of the work. I think, Tommy, you talk about this a lot. This is Joe. And I'm starting to feel this more and more that like as your profile comes up a little bit, people have different expectations for your work. And there is a freedom, there is a real freedom in making the work you want to make and making it as punk or as weird or as sexual as what you want it to be. For me, my big thing is my work is super personal. And so the exposure feels like... You know, when 10 people were reading it I was talking about my body and my sex, it felt a little bit more intimate. And if now thousands of people are reading it and I'm talking about my body and my
0: sex. And you're talking about your nacho in I'm, front of a room full of people. <laughs> we're oh. getting there. Oh we're getting God. there. It,
4: it feels It feels very, very different. And so I feel like I've actually constructed my entire life so that I don't have to make money from writing. And what mm-hmm. that means is no matter how much exposure I get or don't get, I can write the weird shit, the queer shit, the body shit that I really want to write and like mm-hmm. if 100 people read it great, if 1000 people read it great, if 100,000 people read it great, but like I, my my apartment bills, my phone bill like not, none of that is dependent on the exposure. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's um, really strategic and and really smart i just don't care enough <laughs> <laughs> i feel that's dennis everybody like, <laughs> surprising no one that like, is dennis. it's so interesting to hear you guys talk about like stage personas and things and granted i'm like not on a stage that often but i um like i don't know how to do that like i feel like i only know how to show up to something and be as, myself as, well, as myself yeah, and i but
0: th- th- that's god bless th- you I, yeah i think like um that's an effect of like not having a traumatic incident have to like bifurcate your personality. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think it, it maybe is.
3: I don't know. I just like I only know how to like approach it as myself and I look at my writing the same it's sort of like when I can't like when I was coming out of the closet and I was like the super femme kid from the very beginning and there were so many people who would be like, You're just being a stereotype and like blah blah blah, like mm. other gay people might like not realize they're gay because they're looking at you when you're flopping your wrists and whatever. And I was just like, I don't know, fuck that. Like, I didn't come out of the closet so I would have to get into another closet. And I sort mm. of feel like with everything, like, mm-hmm. I didn't become a writer so that other people could tell me what to do. Like, if oh, I wanted word. to be told what word, to do, word, word. I would, like, have, I mean, I do have a regular job because I have to pay the bills. Right. But, like, I that's all I would be trying to do. Yeah. And so I just, like, I mean, I love editors, and, like, most of the time when I'm edited, it's, like, really, really good and helpful. So it's not, like, an issue with that. But my point is that, like, I just sort of feel like this is what it's going to be and, like, whatever. Like, I'll figure out how to make it work. I don't know. I want to ask –
0: on that, I would like to ask a question. Are any of you suspicious of the come-up as it regards tokenism? Yes. Yes. Oh, Yes, yeah. because it's like I, cause I wonder, like when just because oftentimes the gatekeepers happen to be straight white men, Word. right? So if like one of us rises to prominence or gets gets an opportunity or gets some shine, I'm like, why that? Why that person? Why me? Is it just mm-hmm. because you needed somebody to cu- to to x out a couple boxes? Mm-hmm. I x mm-hmm. out that gay box and that native box. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I, I totally agree with that, and I'm 100% suspicious of tokenism. And also, just like... Mm-hmm. Um, n- Nepotism when people are rising yeah. into things they don't necessarily deserve, or when I watch like the gay fitness Instagrammer get like two hundred thousand followers and now everyone thinks everyone thinks he's a thought leader, but he really is just like hot online. Um, when he's really just a thought. I to yeah. take. I what wanna, is an influencer, friend? <clears throat> I do not have enough time in the day <laughs> to talk about that and answer that question. However, yeah, <clears throat> I do want to take that question and flip it uh, and uh, punch the below the belt a little bit and say i'm oddly turned on (laughs) when is the time where you guys have had the benefits of the come up and taken advantage of the come up and accepted an upgrade and in that because of tokenism or at the disadvantage of someone else Uh, so
0: i was an inaugural fellow at queer art mentors and my mentor was pamela sneed and i was not the best writer who applied you know, I but and so I felt guilty taking that opportunity because I knew some other people who'd applied to that program mm. and who didn't get it and I thought they were way better than me. But mm. I think I think to a certain extent they had f- faith, This is what I tell, these are the lies that I tell myself anyway. But I think they had faith in my ability to progress. Because I did get a lot better working with Pamela. Like, she was the first person who made me perform in front of her. And she would stand at the other side of the room Mm -hmm. and just be like, I need to hear you over here.
4: Wow. You know? So it's like
0: I had to rise to the occasion of being her mentee. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: Yeah. And I will say, I mean, I just think looking around the table, I've read all of your work and I love all of your work. It's varied. It's not like we all have very different styles and very different types of work. But everyone here is a good writer. Like, we all, everyone here, puts Puts, yeah. puts the shit on the page that is deserving of an audience.
2: Additionally, if we were all straight, oh god, that would suck. It would be the worst. Uh, we would probably be in suffer. If we though. were all straight, you would be. Wh- no one
4: want to listen to
2: our podcast.
4: <laughs> right. Our
0: podcast would what be so boring. podcast about it. Would be
3: Fight Club. It would be Fight Club. Yeah. Which is
4: <sighs> your favorite Philip Roth novel? <laughs> <laughs> if we were right. straight, I would still be a bottom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh put that gosh. out there. Yes, but actually, I will say like Norman
4: Mailer is the best.
2: <laughs> I love Anne Rand. <laughs> it's Ayn.
0: Uh, is it really? It is, yeah. I've never heard it pronounced I'm because... I mean, we don't I know, know her, so why would I we know don't how don't to pronounce know her name? No, I don't know her personally. Personally,
3: I think Cheryl Strayed is much better, so just <laughs> oh stay there. Oh shit. Wait, I, that was shade, but I actually
4: do I think agree. Cheryl Strayed is way better. So. Than Ayn Rand? But like a yes. slug covered in salt is better than Ayn Rand. It's like Ayn Rand is not like a thing.
2: <laughs> Fine. It's not a thing. You all heard, heard it here first. Joe thinks that Ayn Rand is worse than a deteriorating
3: um, slug. Yes! More, for the record, as the assistant fiction editor at The Rumpus, which publishes Dear, Dear okay, Sugar girl. by Cheryl Strayed, I am I do not think that Cheryl Strayed is a slug covered in mud.
4: No, Ayn Rand! We're talking, never mind. We've got <laughs> to Move stop talking on. about Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> and Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, moving on. Let's, let's pivot on. on
0: that a little bit. Pivot on that a bit. Oh, like I would no. ask another question, which is uh, and being suspicious of popularity. Because, uh, oftentimes I think like what is like simplest or most yeah. easily regurgitated is what gets popular. That's right? Like we could oh, talk god. about some popular poetry. You know uh, what I mean? That's like a low, <laughs> low cha- Oh poetry? my god! But poetry? Wait. Can we though? We can yeah. It's we not
3: poetry. It's sayings. Yeah, it is saying. It's right. us. And so. most of them are yeah colloquial. We're talking
4: about rupee by the We're way, We're talking Everybody. about rupee.
2: It's, I, okay. And it's her, I'm not that is like currently somehow stocked like, in Target everywhere, everywhere, but like. When was the last time you remembered a poetry book being stocked in Target? Oh no like, like now, never. No, Billy Collins mm-hmm. wouldn't mm-hmm. even, I think yeah, yeah, have yeah, been yeah. in target. No, like no, no, he's no. the last like, quote, yeah. famous poet, I but I, think okay,
4: of. you guys are gonna roll your eyes at me so, so, so hard. But David Foster Wallace, uh, <laughs> let's get it out there and oh. in in, oh. in one of his essays on fiction talks about how the things that are popular are usually the worst because he argues that people are alike in their sort of um superficial, Desires and everyone mm. is very unlike and unique in what they're very very interested in most profoundly interested in so in a way like anything that is deep and profound is going to be niche and everything that sort of appeals to the mass appeals to everyone across like taste is going mm-hmm. to be kind of that common denominator exactly. exactly the thing that is the most palatable exactly the most palatable and the most like it appeals to everyone wants to be entertained right right so because everyone wants to be entertained sitcoms are entertaining right but because everyone wants to be challenged differently and read deeply differently than those things are like you know those things some people are more into visual art and some people more are more into fiction and some people get really into music but those things that require a lot of us tend to like niche us into, into little segments. Do right? you
0: think do you think there is any part of that that is like that comes from a place of bitterness? Hmm. At not getting popular. I, I I definitely have that suspicion. I, I do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I
2: loathe people more successful than me. <laughs> like, that's I, I joke all the time. I can never date someone who's more successful than me. I would just, like, I would lose it. I would be so furious and, and my jealous dream. all of the time. It is just my dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> that however quintessential Fran. I do think that I, I've, a big part of my growing up has been you know working to be so ha- happy for the people and understand yeah. that i'm different from them and i'm growing at my own pace yeah. and also i do think that we all would be very well maybe not maybe not but i feel like we would be selective about the ways we would get our upgrading like it, like we've talked about being on real like Friend would we ever be on said. a reality tv show together i've said yeah. vehemently i would not want to be on a reality tv show even if that skyrockets any of our careers, I don't want that to be the thing that sets me right, into right, the next right, 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 level right. of up Not all
4: come-ups are, are, come, come are the same. Exactly. Right? Well,
3: right. And I think all of us are more interested in the work that we're actually doing than right. the come-up itself. And I think there's a, there's the come-up that's just for the come-up's sake, and then there's the come-up
4: that friend, just is a part of the work that you do. Do mm-hmm. you also feel that way, Fran? Sometimes I think that for you, you're interested in the come-up as well as the work
2: yeah oh yeah simultaneously for sure i'm more focused on notoriety and how it gets an audience than i am on the work which is like one of my biggest faults in okay. how i and how yeah. i create things um and that's something that like i met with a book agent and she's amazing and i like sent her this like 15 page deck on like the marketing <laughs> plan and she was like so have you written, written the book, book? <laughs> Literally. Oh my god, Fran, so you are that, that person. That, that, yes, that is that is a, person? That is a quintessential example <laughs> yes, of yes, how yes, I yes, operate. Yes, yes, yes. and yeah. part of it is because like marketability marketability, getting an audience, that comes really natural to, naturally to me Right. and writing does not. Mm. And uh, so I I'm doing the thing that is easier. Um, and I'm doing. I'm taking a, a back route, and I'm putting the cart very much so before the right. horse. We are the um, opposite people. <clears throat> yeah, and <laughs> like that's and and that, to me is my, that is my biggest <laughs> fault. Um, but I do to answer your question a little bit more. I do um, think about try and think about them simultaneously. Yeah, I'm never thinking about writing without the audience. And what about like, I feel like
4: Tebes is is probably the person who writing wise has had the most extreme come up in the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, how does it motherfucking feel?
0: Well, I got to say that I like. Criminally, the opposite of Fran in the sense that, like, I don't self promote enough. Yeah, you, know you deleted mean? all your social media. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I I have to stop you there because you
4: hustled like a motherfucker with IRL. True. You were your own publicist. True. Yeah, that's You true. put out you, all true. your press. I she worked hard. She so
0: But like I I function so much better with like my head down at my desk. Yes. Than I do like yeah. being out there and like you know promoting myself. I think uh, I think it could. I think like for example like Nature poem it came out this year. I didn't go on a tour. I just let Tin House take care of everything. I'm not right. hitting up newspapers. I ain't hitting up reporters like like I did with IRL when mm-hmm. I was like... You did that. Yeah. 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 Um, but a part of it, I like that because... Then I just refocus on the things that I'm writing. Like now, I have a new book coming out next year, Right. you know, and I'm right working right. on a screenplay. Like also, I love Tommy so much because he's like, I'm never writing a book again. And then two weeks later, he's like,
4: so like I wrote
2: another book. <laughs> I have two more books coming out next year. Yeah. Um. On on that, I do think it's. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely not that. Um. I do, I I do right. think that the best the, some of the in uh, going back to this question of purity, I do think there is a purity that is palpable in. In the, in the quality of the work that we read, when the person who is behind it is not that invested in the fame, mm-hmm. um, you can almost read it yeah. on the page. Where like someone, where like a book like A Little Life feels like it's like begging for like a Booker Prize or like a Pulitzer or whatever. Oh, yeah, and it yeah, Tried yeah, yeah. so hard. It was it made its own Instagram account or whatever. That said, those books like that can still be super successful, and I think can still be important cultural you, forms, you, which is why I go to defend Rupee because I think that if my book launches. I, if I did what Tommy did, the book no one would ever read the book. Uh, I mm. would have to be more of a, a person who takes advantage of the social media swings, who takes advantage mm. of the other resources that I have, and pushes it out. I would have to try very hard. Does mm-hmm. that make, I, does that make my work less pure? Probably, like mm. for sure, if it's a question of purity. Does it necessarily mean that the work is worse? Probably not.
0: All right, it's time to move on. Uh- I'm feeling like I'm full, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. I think Dennis knows what I'm talking about. So would you like to introduce our dessert segment this week, Dennis? I would
3: love to introduce our dessert segment this week. Basically, our dessert for the week is the one, the fabulous, the extraordinarily beautiful and brilliant Gabrielle Union. Ageless. Ageless. Ageless stunning uh, absolutely insane she's a witch so <laughs> if if you are unfamiliar with gabrielle union then you'll know that early on in her come up you might have seen her in things like she had a guest spot in friends she was the black girl that joey dated for like one episode that. oh my god um she's also the black girl in 10 things i hate about you
4: she's friends oh, wow. with people she kind of she's was all she that. was like that black she's girl that. for a yeah, while yeah, yeah. she's
3: all that and kind she's of been her, around for a
4: long time she's
3: been around for a while and her big break really was um uh, bring it on That's where she right. played ISIS mm-hmm. and yeah.
4: she's so good bring it on a name it's that has been tainted
3: been by politics <laughs> for real for real um but the reason why I was so excited about Gabrielle Union lately is one um she's been starring for the last few years on the show on BET called being Mary Jane and I'm obsessed with the show in addition to the fact that I relate to her enormously um and to her character she's also been an amazing and outspoken leader um, when it comes to LGBTQ advocacy for literally decades, she's been in, advocate for feminism and sexual assault survivors she herself is a sexual assault survivor which she speaks openly about and has for a um, long time and has for a long time for years so she's also just published her memoir we're going to need more wine in which she discusses (laughs) all of this pretty (laughs) openly um obviously she's someone who we are obsessed with and uh, fits in well with our theme our show we always need more wine we have wine here with us oh my god
2: so true as always my (laughs) favorite uh Gabrielle moment was uh, I think she was giving a speech at like the Essence Women's right. Luncheon and she, it's this really like heartbreaking speech. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very poetic but like the crooks of it is like every single time you women were successful, I hated you. That's oh right. yeah, I hated your success. Mm-hmm. I hated that you got a part that I didn't get. I hated all yeah. of these mm-hmm. things about you and that poisoned me for That's so right. long.
3: We live in a town that Rewards pretending. And I had been pretending to be fierce and fearless for a very long time. I was a victim masquerading as a survivor. I used to revel in gossip and rumors and the, 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 and, 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 and I, and I lived for the negativity inflicted upon my sister actresses or anyone who I felt whose shine diminished my own
2: and she talked about the the kind of the idea of coming into her reconciliation with that way, yeah. we poison ourselves, which That's is right. really great on today's theme, which is mm-hmm. upgrading. Um, and that and she how, was and like, how
4: you feel sometimes that other people's success is your failure. Exactly. Where it's not. Which
2: it's not at all. Yeah. That's You That's have all. to figure out, you have to find joy in the success of your peers, right. especially mm-hmm. the ones that are going for the exact same thing, that, that are trying to produce the exact same amazing right. art. If that you your love peers someone, are.
4: you love their success, even mm-hmm. if it's not yours. Exactly. The way yeah. it is she-, she says that basically your success is my success in the end. Yeah. Speaking yeah. specifically yeah. to women of color. Exactly. In
0: and speaking yeah. about an upgrade, a B I N C H just got Amazon Prime, oh. and I let you know that she's all that is in is on Amazon Prime right now. Just she was on the other day, amazing. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she has not aged a day. She but then not also, aged a day. it's wild. I was watching an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation which is also on I think it was Star Trek Next Generation might have been ds 9 which is also on Amazon Prime and like I I'm a Trekkie whatever I was when I was Amazon younger alright yeah. I watched it with my mother that's how we bonded don't judge me <laughs> did you know that Gabrielle Union played a Klingon? No, yes, what? Yes. She's oh, my on.
3: God. She did. She's, she's she did. Perfect. She clean ah,
0: I'm so mad. She never wanted to watch Star
3: Trek until this very moment. <laughs> she's completely everything. And she's also now living in Cleveland because Dwayne Wade is playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'm and fully expecting that I'm going to meet her over is Thanksgiving. That a sports thing? It's a
4: couple crush. <laughs> I would fuck both. I would get fucked by both of them. Let's be honest. That is I mean, like a yes, dream. They would uh, both top you. Oh, my God. It would be perfect. Gabrielle could beat it up. She well, beat it up. Oh, yeah. oh, she, she could beat it beat up.
3: Oh, and. Recently, in an interview, she was talking about um, how she's not ashamed of having eaten ass, and yeah. I think that's <laughs> amazing. And especially exact like same. as a straight woman, like I think that's yeah, a really yeah, interesting yeah. thing. So basically, she's just all around badass, amazing, brilliant. We are here for her, Gabrielle. Please
4: listen, listen, Tweet and us. one day
3: come on the show. Come uh, on the we show, are, show. I, we are not worthy, but also we are worthy. So yeah. come on the show. <laughs> cause we're we love upgrading, you, girl. <laughs> we are upgraded. Don't be scared. We eat ass too.
4: Well. <laughs> <laughs> y'all do <laughs> oh my
3: god
4: you've eaten ass Dennis you tw- I, you texted right. us about it <laughs> I
3: did like it a month didn't. ago I did I did it's true
0: <laughs> my first time it wasn't all bad all right. okay let's get out of here um. Food for Thought is made possible, mm. as you know, by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé, but also now through our new partnership with Into, a digital magazine for queer news and culture. Mm. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios in the heart of industrial Greenpoint, New York, and our producer, the fabric of our lives, oh, yes. is Alexandra De Palma. Oh, baby. Queen. Mm. I'm Tommy Pico. You can't find me on the internet anymore, but you can get me at your bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Fran. Um, you can find me at Fran
2: Squish Co. on any relevant social media.
4: I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com.
2: And I am Dennis Norris II, and you
3: can find me on Twitter at The Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N.
0: Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, and perhaps mention the thought you'd most like to bone. (laughs) Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Food for Thought Pod. Find us on Instagram at Gay Sluts Who Read or Gay Sluts Horad, however you want to contextualize that one. (laughs) You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine outlets you get your shows. Sign up for our newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and... Delectable. Nom, 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 at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics is still in the copy. Oh my yes. God. We get dick pics, you guys. Yes. So please keep send them. them. Keep we them have coming. them in a private Google Drive folder. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, send whatever to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how?
4: T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. Thanks for listening. Bye. you See you